Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Fight Day Fanboy. If you enjoy the show, do us a favour, like, subscribe, do whatever you can to help us dominate these algorithms, alright? Alright, thanks guys, enjoy the show. The case champion, and it goes the distance. <laughs> it goes the can distance. I just, oh, I tell you. Can I start by saying just <laughs> congratulations, eh? Just hey, goes brother. to show the ideology that miracles do happen. You know what's fucked is the, <laughs> the ideology behind the whole theory it didn't check out because at the end of the day, divine it, it, interventions, what it's called. It, did, it didn't even, it didn't, it didn't even happen how I thought it would happen. It just, Ortega just dominated him and just became, I don't know. What the fuck was that? Did you yeah. Know? I don't know, bro. In my opinion, in my opinion, it's, it's, I just did not see it go on the distance, to be honest. I just didn't see it go on the distance. But now when you think about how the fight went down and everything about it, it was always going to go the distance, but we just, no one saw it go that way. (laughs) In my head, I imagined it as like zombie as like a turning Ortega into a fucking bloody mess. That's that's what I expected. And like Ortega just lasting like the doctor. That's just, yeah. Like to me, that's what made sense in my mind, but for Ortega to come back, you know, after a two year layoff and be that good. Like, you know, most people think after a two-year layoff, you know, it's, it's questionable. It's like, oh, he hasn't been in for a while. It's like the whole well, thing. It. And his last fight against Holloway, you know, everyone's opinion on Ortega after that fight is that you know, if you try and if you know, if you try, if you want to keep that fight standing for, you know, inter championship rounds, etc., you know, Ortega's uh, zombie's just going to piece you up. He's, he really needed to get the takedowns and get the submissions. That's what everyone's opinion was. <laughs> yeah. And that's why, that's why I thought, you know, he's gonna, it's either going to be a sub or a KO. You know, he can't keep standing because Holloway proved that, you know, he's going he's gonna to wilter towards the end of the fight. But he actually did it the whole fight. So hats off to Ortega and hats off to you and there'll be a case on the way are. soon. So and again, a- miracles, miracles do happen. We're going to have to get a case of drink rest for this one. So, um, yeah, shout I'll out to our boy, Ty Tuivasa, um, fighting on the weekend. If you are in West, if you're in Western Sydney, listening to this show, if you're one of our five subscribers at the moment, um, go to Harry's liquor store <laughs> in Western Sydney, go fucking pick it up. And, um, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> way to downplay my own fucking show. Jesus yeah, Christ. That's all right. Um, that's all right. Yeah. What was I going to say? So breaking news, right? I waited till I actually got in this. This is what you've been excited to tell me, yeah? This is what I've been excited to tell you. So as of 22 minutes ago, Marlon Chito Vera and Jose Aldo have verbally agreed to a fight. Are you serious? <laughs> Dude. Oh my God, what is happening in the world? Like people are saying like O'Malley's getting too much quick competition and Marlon just beats O'Malley and now he's fucking fighting like what number fucking three? Number two? But arguably, arguably the best featherweight of all time. Oh, sorry, sorry, bantam, bantamweight. But my question now. was, was anyone, was anyone going to get that fight? Was, was O'Malley going to get that fight if he won? Was O'Malley going to get Aldo if he won? Because Cheeto was interesting. Open. That is very interesting. It's ridiculous. I, the fucking, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Cheeto Vera is good, but is he, is he that good? That, I don't know. If you, want to know my, if you want to know my opinion, it's no, he's not that good. I still am on the, I'm still on one of those guys that's on the O'Malley bandwagon. Like I think O'Malley's good what it takes to be a champion. I think he will be a champion. Um, yeah. And I, I honestly believe that, you know, the collapsed foot and everything, it was, you know, hats off to Cheeto. He still won the fight and it's, that's, that's the game. That's the fight game. And it's something like that happens, but I still believe it was just bad luck on O'Malley's behalf. And O'Malley's still probably the better fighter in a rematch. Ooh, maybe. But that's, yeah. it's, it's, that never got shown. You know, the, the that's thing- Pierre's opinion. The thing is, it was like a minute in, you know what I mean? It was like a minute in that that, that peroneal nerve or whatever the fuck it was um, mm-hmm. collapsed. So it's like, you know, we didn't even get to see a minute of that fight really properly. Like, mm. what, you know, it was pretty much almost one of the first kicks he landed in the fight. So, yeah, yeah, big, big news. But anyway, let's get back onto the, on topic. That's, onto the, that's crazy. Let's get back onto this awesome 
PlayStation screensaver I have on my TV. <laughs> it's um, amazing. That's fucking UFC two. I can't believe you made it yourself. Yeah, made it all myself. Photoshop. <laughs> I tried good, to. Good stuff. I tried to get a few pimples off fucking Gaethje's chin. You know, he usually looks. Yeah, Gaethje looks. Looking, Gaethje looks real rugged in that. He looks fantastic, doesn't he? He does. He looks, like, <laughs> looks like he's ready to throw four leg kicks. The good thing about it is Khabib's looking at him and he's fucking... <laughs> Khabib's looking at him and fucking not even acknowledging him. <laughs> Khabib's <laughs> smelling Whitaker's dandruff. <laughs> I, li- I like this dandruff. I like this dandruff. <laughs> this, is, this is number one bullshit. I smashed this guy. I smashed this guy. You ever, you ever, you ever played um, you ever played Tekken? Mm-hmm. You know how there's yeah, gin in the day. You know how there's gin and there's devil gin? Can't remember that, but so there's a gin character and then there's a devil gin. I truly believe that Khabib is a Khabib and then there's a there's a devil Khabib and that's that's Kamzat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like He's like Khabib but he's scarier with like bigger ears and like be fucking He's freaky. Yeah. Dude, that guy that guy sat next to Dana White. Mm-hmm. I saw that. I, saw that. I, I I didn't when when Jimmy Crute jumped the fence on the last card after he got the KO, he jumped the fence and goes over to Dana and I can't remember what he said, what he says a bonus or whatever. Yeah, he said bonus and Dana was like, Yeah, it was a fucking good one. <laughs> and I thought I, yeah. <laughs> It was a good one. And I saw that there was someone sitting next to Dana, but then I think you called me on the weekend. You're like, did you see fucking Cam's that sit there? And then you see all the memes that just went on the internet straight after. And it was the Tinder one. It's a match. And it was Dana and Cam's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, seriously who's ever got to do that? There's not many people nah, that no get one. to do that. And I may, maybe the fact, because it's an empty arena as well, like you, you get to notice mm. it more. I mean, there's probably has been fighters have sat next to him and stuff, but that's a pretty big fucking thing for him to just yeah. do that. I don't know how the complete sort of layout of how, how it goes, like with fighters and contracts and organizing fights. I do understand it to an extent, but like, you know, with the way Kamsat's career is going, it's kind of like, you know, it does appear that he's getting everything that he wants and he's breaking the records by getting the nine-day turnaround in a fight. And then yeah. he gets... You know, he gets his opponents that he wants, even though no one wants to fight him. He's struggling at the moment. But he does seem like he is, you know, Dana's little fucking love child. It seems to me like Dana knew about him for a while. Like, yeah. just by the way, it's all, like, played out really quickly. One fight, turnaround, you know, like, just all that shit. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean, though? Like, he's just getting everything. He's just getting all the light. And he's he's getting... now. Now it's gotten to the point where they can't give him easy opponents anymore because of what he's doing to the current ones he's matched up against. So he's got to fight a top 10 person next, but I, Ever, I don't know. I don't know. Even Kies has done that fight. Yeah. Yeah. The only one that's played it, the only one that's played it smart has been Darren Till. And I'll tell yeah. you why it's because Darren Till already has a fight booked. Yeah. yeah. So, he's and, and he, and he knows the business and he knows that he's fighting Jack and Manson. He knows that. So when he calls out, you know, Chemaev on Twitter and he calls him out on Instagram and he's really being funny and trolling about it. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make him look like a pussy. He's the only middleweight that's not looking like a pussy because everyone else it's is true. ducking him. That's true. And I mean, he might, he might have to fight him. If, if Chemaev doesn't have a fight between now and when Darren Till's finished Hamanson, they might match up. And I mean, Darren Till's got to go back up his word. He's got to fight him. But I don't. I, if he, Darren Till also knows that if he does finish Hamanson in a stylish fashion, he will get the next title shot. Yeah. No. So no. he's played. He's played it really smart. He's played it really smart, and then the way it works. And he's around, the only middle. He's the only middleweight that doesn't look like he's ducking in. Exactly, <laughs> and I don't think. I don't think he's winner um, of the week is Darren Till. Yeah, he's a fucking Darren genius. Darren Till wins every week. He wins every week. He wins. He, he's the, he's the <laughs> smartest, smartest market in the UFC to date right now. Mm. With the raw dog 100%. brand just popping up out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, it's fucking nuts. 100%. 100%. But yeah, we'll see what happens with Kamzat or whatever. But I think I think at the end of the day, like there's a few people have turned it down. One person verbally agreed. They didn't say who it was. Dana didn't specify. But I think it was 
think the people were sort of hinting at like Meyer was the guy who didn't turn it down. So if they can make something with Meyer eventually, we'll see how that goes. Okay. I heard otherwise, but yeah. Did you hear that Meyer turned yeah, okay. it down? That's what I thought I heard, but because I heard Wonder, so Wonderboy definitely turned it down. Fuck, it's just—it's all happening so quick. Oh, yeah. Weidman, Weidman, Weidman Weid, said he'd yeah. do it in January. So yeah, okay. But I don't know. But that's I, just a lot of these top ten fighters, and you know, you gotta you, you gotta agree with them. You know, in the sense of like the risk work, the risk versus the reward isn't worth it because they they're fighting an unranked opponent, and if they lose. They they will do a significant jump down the rankings, and he'll do a significant jump up. You know, and if they do beat him, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. They're not really moving anywhere as well, far as the rankings go. That is, I agree with you on one part of that. The other part is that who's more relevant right now? Is it comes out or is it fucking Michael Chiesa? Well, that's that's exactly right. He's very right? relevant. So. Yeah, exactly. So if Michael yeah. Chiesa was to go out and fucking pump comes out and he wasn't who we thought he was. Yeah. It's fucking a bit of a big deal. You know what I mean? In a way yeah. as well. So, and I think a lot of people, fighters, if, if fighters can see that and they're smart enough to see that and acknowledge that, I think it is true that they're probably scared of fucking this guy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. fuck. No, I agree. Anyway, fuck devil fucking Khabib. Let's talk about regular Khabib. So two five four. <laughs> how ex- how exciting! I actually think I actually think it's it's probably one of the most easy fights to break down. I know you find that funny, but I reckon it's a stupidly easy fight to break down. Khabib right. versus Gaethje. All right, all right, okay, let's save that. We're gonna let's do traditional order. Let's do traditional order. Mm-hmm. So I've got a few fights we can talk about. We can talk about every fight if you want to, really. But more from what I'm concerned with is mm-hmm. obviously the two of us are Strew fight. The Cannoneer. Amazing fight. Yeah, yeah. The Volkov Harris fight. The Cannoneer Whitaker fight. And the Gaethje mm-hmm. Khabib. All right. So. They're the four we were going to talk about. Let's go into our. Because um, like, I know the wound's still there. The Drink West wound's still there. So we'll talk about two of us as Strew first. Um, yeah. Just give me your first thoughts on that fight. Fucking a fight that I never saw coming. I I actually yeah. thought they were. I actually thought they'd both been not released, but they were both. They're both on losing streaks. Well, Struve lost his last, but Tyres lost his last three, as far as I can remember. Yeah, but they just they just haven't fought in a while, and they just sort of disappeared. So I wouldn't have been surprised if they both got released because they're both you know Strano Struve's on the back end of retirement, and Ty's not winning. And then to put them both together, I mean, marketability wise, they're both huge names. It's a big fight. Exactly. It's just a fight. My first opinion was just wow, like I just never saw it coming. I never saw I never saw that matchup, and it is it's a crazy matchup. Like, and it can got- and it can go many different ways, you know. Yeah. When you've got three, when you've got, okay. So when you've got like all those bad situations happening, two people on losing streaks, two people with some sort of a big name, and you've also got a need for international talent on fight Island. It's the perfect scenario. It's the, Mm -hmm. it's the, it's a matchmaker's heaven in a way because it's both of their last chance in a way. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, in my opinion, in my opinion, it is really the lose, the loser of this fight ain't going to look good. No, it's going to be bad. And I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I sort of, this reminds me and like, it's, I know it, it's pretty stereotypical to sort of say this, but it, it kind of reminds me of the Hunt Struve fight where you had like mm-hmm. Struve obviously trying, you got a brawler who comes out quick, an Aussie brawler mm-hmm. who comes out quick and mm-hmm. you got a guy who tries to keep his sort of distance. Um, use his length. Use his length. Use all of his mm-hmm. fucking ridiculous, he's got, he's got this ridiculous, ridiculous attributes and he just uses it to his advantage. That's, that's what he is. Oh, hundred percent. Um, he's going to get he knocked stand, out. He can, he can stand there standing up and he can knee to Havasu in the head. He's going to get standing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you seen? Yeah. <laughs> he's so fucking, do you know how I, I can't actually wait to see them both of the octagon standing next to each other. Cause I'm pretty sure Struve is like half a meter taller. Struve's, I know, Struve's a beast, but you do sort of... What is he, 7-1 se- or something? Yeah, he's, I think he's bang on seven foot. But he's, yeah. um, 
like the thing the thing with him is is like when he punches he's not really you can tell he's not a knockout puncher no. you know what i mean no so mm-hmm. he's sort of just trying to keep his distance now with mm-hmm. ty like ty's still got it in to be pretty fucking i think he's still got that sort of ko in him and he's got that ko mm-hmm. quick and i think struve being this far in he's- his career he's just getting any fight he can i think mm-hmm. ty's gonna do it i think ty's got more so youth in him he's got more hunger in him yeah and mm-hmm. he realizes that his career's got a lot more longevity to it than what Struve's does. I mean, Struve could probably go be mm-hmm. an actor and fucking. <laughs> he's 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 got he's got attributes. Yeah, he's, he's got he attributes. Could, yeah, yeah. Whenever they need like a fucking, you know, like you know how they used to have those like a, uh, you know, the skits where they'd have all the babies stacked on top of each other. <laughs> yeah. You could literally cast him without the babies. <laughs> He's got like a ten-year-old face, man. It's not- yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. But um, no, I agree. Ty's gonna get this done. Is it? What do you think? Yeah, KO. I agree. I agree. I think Ty's gonna come out hard and fast. I think I think you'll get it done inside one round. I think if it goes the second round, from what I've seen of Ty, he does seem he does obviously he's a heavyweight and that's a given. But heavyweights have cardio issues, but Ty has cardio issues. Yeah. Struve, Struve does come out at a lot slower pace and he does move slow. He will pace himself more. I think if it goes into later rounds, Struve could get a takedown, could get a sub. Don't see him mm. KOing Ty, but I I agree with you. I think I would say I think if Ty can get on the inside, it's going to be a round one KO. Yeah. I don't quite understand Probably. why he's... Possibly the- in the first two minutes. Yeah, probably for. I think it's going to be a highlight reel KO. If it is a KO, it's going to mm-hmm. be a highlight, much like the Mark Hunt one. Yeah. You saw that where Mark Hunt landed that hook because Struve was and just gassed out. I just Struve. can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see that titty dance again where he's like. <laughs> <laughs> you know the one. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be good for Australia, man. This card, I do, mm. and a lot of people. I think with this, what's interesting about this card, like what I was saying to you before, there's favorites, right? And then there's, there's favorites and then there's underdogs that are paying, that are paying the least for a round one KO. So you're either going to get a, a favorite winning or you're going to get, you're going to get a distance fight. Or you're going to get a round one KO fight pretty much. Yeah. Except for, except for the main fight or maybe yeah. the main fight. Who fuck knows. Can't you know? wait to break that one down. <laughs> You're just waiting on that. You sort of fucking um, yeah, no, I, I, I see, I see, I see it quite. I haven't checked the odds on that, but I would assume there would be close money. What on time, Struve? Um, yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if Struve's an edged favorite. Dollar eighty for Struve. Is it dollar eighty? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't understand. Put your money that. on. Put your put your money on tie. Don't yes. let the bookies rob rob you of the money because they should be even. <laughs> There's so much good money to be won on this card. This is a fucking gold mine of a card. Yeah. This is this is Have you can you can you tell us what the round one KO is on Ty? It's probably uh, a, if he if he's paying two dollars, it's probably like two eighty. I think it's no no, I think it's I think it's like five dollars. Really? Okay. I'm just, I'll look at it right now. Good. Take a second. That's good money. Because I think the only way Ty wins that fight really is a round one KO. Yeah. Maybe round two. Maybe round two. Dude, me too. Hold up. Yeah. I'll find it right now for you. It is. Here we go. Method of round combo. Uh, yeah, 550. Yeah. Wow. 550. That's pretty Put good your money. money there, peoples. Put your even money a, there. Even around two, if you want to get into that sort of specific of it, it's 850. Yeah. It's, it's sort, of, sort of like the zombie fight the other day. Like me and like, okay, let's be honest here. I'm going to break, I'm going to break the fourth wall for you. I'm fucking, I'm trying to act cool, calm. Like I knew this was going to be a decision. Nah, nah. I, I literally put 50 bucks on a round one KO for zombie <laughs> and then 50 bucks on a round two KO for zombie. And I was just, Fucking jumping between those two, trying to figure out what it was. <laughs> and then when you got your hail mary, you got half your money back in form of a case. Literally, that's literally, that's literally Smart, what happened. Smart investing. Yeah, but I, I lost Co- a lot. Cover all that your as tracks. Well. 
I lost a lot yeah. before that as well. All right, fucking, let's get into what were we gonna what we're we gonna talk about next? Fuck, man, I'm all over the fight, place. So oh yes, Woody no, Cannon here. We got wait real quickly before this. Eon Kutalaba, Magomed Ankalov. <laughs> Dude. 100%, 100% Q. 100%? 100%, 100%, yeah. What is wrong with dude? Uncle is paying like, oh, he's paying something ridiculous for a first round KO, like $1.30 or something stupid. Really? Yeah, dude. $1.30. Go, go back and rewatch that first fight. I. I I think how do you pronounce his name? I N Q to Bala. Q to Laba. You go oh. back and watch that first fight. He was always in it. I don't know. I don't know what was going on, and it's such a strange phenomenon watching that fight. <laughs> it was like it was like he was just playing with him. Like he was getting hit. Don't get me wrong. And the ref stopped it because he thought he was fucking punch drunk standing up. Didn't think he was with it standing up, but he was in that fight the whole time. And he was landing just as many bombs as, you know, his opponent. Well, Uncle Live. He, he landed straight, three straight head kicks. Yeah, he did. And but they're also, seem... they're also <laughs> checked. They? Yeah, 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 they were sort of checked. Yeah, it was sort of, blo- sort of blocked the first couple. Mm. But it was just like... I don't know how many head kicks do you let in before you get knocked out for real. Kudabala, hundred percent, is going to win that fight. <laughs> that is. The... I'll put a case on that one. You put a case on that. <laughs> I'll put a case. Kudabala oh my god! Wins All right. second fight. Two nil next week. It's a case. Fucking shake on it. There you go. There you go. Yeah, done. Uh, Look, we don't we we don't know enough about the first fight to call the second, and honestly, I don't. I, he was in it. It was an unfair stoppage. That's why they're having the rematch. You know, the the UFC can be you know the UFC can be pretty hard on fights when they don't think it's deserving of a rematch. I think going back to what we talked about before, I think O'Malley and Cheeto deserve the rematch. But no, like the UFC decided not. Foot collapsed. Cheeto won. That's fair. That's fair. They they rematched this one for some reason. Could have just, just gone down as a K, KO and Magomed could have mo- moved up, but they're doing the rematch. In so, my opinion, it's good for Ty because Ty doesn't really have to get the performance of the night bonus or the 50K because the amount of money that I'll have just in Drink West cases alone that'll be sent to my house enough to sort of pay his sort of mortgage <laughs> off. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> but, um, yeah. We'll see. We'll come to that one later. But um, yeah. All right. Whitaker Cannon here. No, no, no. Volkov Harris. Volkov Harris. Volkov Harris. This very is interesting. One. This is another one I was talking to you about, and it seems very similar mm-hmm. um, to you know not 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 similar to Ty Struve, but it's similar in the sense of like what I was saying with like someone who can definitely get a finish in the first in the first round by KO mm-hmm. and then someone who's also a very good distance striker so while it's it's a bit more it's a bit more reasonable in general and these two are both definitely more skilled than mm-hmm. not not in a mean way in the Struven two of us no, in the sense 100, of like overall, 100% overall they're, they're ranked they're, they're both ranked, ranked. <laughs> <laughs> and the rankings the rankings are there for a reason Yes. So yeah, you, exactly you don't right. have to feel bad about saying it, but they're currently ranked. Yeah. Well, at yeah, a, and and at a point at a point in their careers, both Ty and Struve were both ranked. Yeah, exactly. But n- knowing that overall, they're just more complete. You know. Mm. Yeah. They're more complete. So I don't. You know, it's it's a bit more up for, in my opinion, like it's a bit more up for sort of debate, because mm-hmm. you've got two people with more complete sets of skills. And yeah, it really gets to a point where you're thinking, okay, well, Volkov could stop and KO Walt Harris in round one with a counter strike very easily mm-hmm. or more easily than Struve could. Um, so for me, but for me, in my opinion, overall, not getting too deep into it, I think Walt Harris, I mean, dude, he almost finished the fight against Overeem that quickly. Mm-hmm. I think you can do that against Volkov. Mm-hmm. Volkov's been knocked out. We've seen that happen. And Walt Harris has, mm-hmm. if not apart from Derek Lewis, some of the best power in the division. 
mm-hmm. and Ngannou, and Ngannou. Um, mm-hmm. I think Walt Harris is going to get the finish in round one. I think it's going mm-hmm. to be like the Overeem fight, but Overeem isn't going to be able to get up the same sort of way. Um, mm-hmm. Volkov isn't going to be able to get up the same sort of way. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. That's that's my prediction as well, so we can agree on that one. Fuck, <laughs> we're so, agreeing so, on so, so, No, we're, we're two from three. I think I, I and Q to blah wins. Oh, yeah, but that's... Yeah, uh, that, that fight is... Card, but... That fight is one of those things that are going to look back in history and people are going to be like, how not to ref a fight and how not to fight yeah, a yeah. fight. It's going to be just one of those phenomenons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <you know? laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, no. Look, Volkov, Volkov's very good. Volkov's a very good striker. Um, really good striker. He doesn't have, as far as heavyweights go, uh, you know, he doesn't have the power in his hands that someone like, you said, like Nagano. Walt Harris, Derek Lewis has. He's very good. He's very good at keeping his distance. He's very good at not getting hit. He, he showed that against Greg Hart. Like he's very. He showed that against Greg Hart. He even showed that in the Derek Lewis fight. Derek yeah. Lewis did get that lucky KO with a couple of seconds left, um, which you know put him put him out. But he is very good. I think Walt Harris is gonna have some problems getting close to him, getting in, connecting on him. Yeah. Um, but I, in my opinion, I think Walt Harris gets it done again with heavyweights. Um, if it goes longer, it's probably going to favor Volkov because he'll just pick him apart. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Walt Harris of is going to come in hard. He's going to come in. He's a power hitter. He's going to, he's going to look to put him out in, in a round. I, th- I, I agree with you. I think you can get it done. I, um, but if it does go into the later rounds, you, you're looking at it to favor Volkov more. I think he's. I think he can push the pace a little bit better in the later rounds. You saw that in with the Overeem fight. Walt Harris just sort of gave up halfway through the second round. Yeah, he was well, looking he, great in the first round, yeah. and he almost put Overeem away. But Overeem's a veteran of the game, you know, and he's been in he's been in those tough positions before, and he could get himself out of it, you know. Walt Harris. Um, yeah, no. I agree. Walt Harris was on the media live stream, which is it's pretty. I think it's still live now. So thank fuck we're not doing this live because who the fuck wants to listen to us when fucking actual fighters are talking? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. One thing that Walt Harris said, and uh, he said, he said two things. So he um, he pretty much said I didn't feel like myself in that fight in the Overeem fight, and then he also said, well, oh, we yeah. all know as well he's been through a lot of trauma. Well, that's fuck. That's next level. Fight. Not his, not his, not his daughter. His sister. No, his, do- his daughter. He's, he's oh yeah, it is, yeah, his daughter. It was his daughter. He's yeah, gonna say daughter. his sister's daughter, but no, his daughter. No, yeah, that's a real rough situation. And he got in there quick, and everyone was saying like, "Oh, is it too quick? Is it too quick?" And then it just depends on the fighter because some people take it as a distraction, and some people, yeah, you know, some people enjoy the distraction, and some people can't think about anything else, and it's like fucking, you know, some, some just, people can come out angrier and maybe it can work to an advantage and who the fuck knows how to process it first of all. But, um, mm. he also said, he also said people underrate my wrestling. Um, I have a double leg in my, in my arsenal and I'm like, fuck man, please, please don't. <laughs> 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 like, you're, such yeah. a, you're such a great striker. Like, and you're a good wrestler, but like wrestling's sort of, it's a bit of a, it's, uh, I don't know. I think it's a, cop out to like the um the path to victory in the fight mm-hmm. what then again you know i might for, I heavy, might for heavyweights you know yeah. yeah for heavyweights and someone with such explosive no. power and good sort of range with it as well heavyweights um, need to hit each other yeah that's right. where the excitement in the heavyweight bout is heavyweights need to put each other out <laughs> in the first round that's why you watch heavyweights that's just that's just that's just business die for our you enjoyment you want to watch a technical? You want to watch a technical five round fight? Go watch the flyweights. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> he might be like he might be fucking like Cain Velasquez. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's, you know what? Because of that sort of, that sort of mentality with a lot of the heavyweights, you know, you sort of tend to see like a lower sort of skill set and like more victory just based on power. Um, mm-hmm. But if one person's like completely destroying that sort of like thing about heavyweights that um, stereotype heavyweights. It's Curtis blades. 
Like Curtis Blades yeah. literally going in and dominating them. Literally, same as yeah. Cormier, same with Cormier as well. And at the end of the day, like Curtis, uh, what Walt Harris mentioned Curtis Blades, and he was like, he's like, yeah, I want to sort of be a bit more like Curtis Blades. That's what he was virtually saying. Oh yeah, please don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> please don't. And Curtis Blades doesn't care, man. He's just gonna like, he's gonna try and breeze that title. Like you know, like mm-hmm. the last fight, dude. Like the last fight he had. Um, fuck, who was that against? Curtis Blades' last fight. Volkov. Volkov. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Five, exactly. five, five rounds of laying on top of Volkov and not doing anything. But before the before the fight, when he was doing the media, he was like, "Yeah, I'm going to take him down and make it real boring. It's going to be real boring. Don't tune in." Yeah, he caught he called it. <laughs> he called it. So. He can't, you know, yeah, he can't blame the audience. For, you can't blame him for letting the audience down. Yeah, yeah. Because he, 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 just... he already gave him premeditation of the fight. Part of me, part of me likes that. Part of me gets, part of me gets like a happiness from seeing just wrestling being displayed in the octagon and everyone crying. Mm-hmm. Like, like, knock him out. From a true fan perspective, from a true fan perspective, we enjoy it. I enjoyed watching the fight too. Yeah, and so don't get me wrong because I I enjoy I enjoy you know, the, um, the 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 beauty of mixed martial arts and I mean that was a beautiful display of wrestling in that fight and and Volkov couldn't do anything about it he couldn't stop the takedown he couldn't get his shots in he couldn't he couldn't scramble and um you know well and um Curtis Blades held him there the whole time it was beautiful to watch but I guess I guess for the fans that just you know want to see action I can see why they think it's boring and like I said yeah. before when you watch it when you watch a heavyweight fight we all we're all secretly hoping for round one knockouts that's what that's yeah. what you want to watch when you watch a heavyweight fight 100%. because you know how you know how hard they hit and that's that's the exciting fact about it but nevertheless it was still an interesting fight to watch yeah 100% and it was a beautiful display of wrestling you know what, that's the one thing I'll give to Khabib though. Like, even though Khabib is like doing that sort of taken sniff the sniff the rock the jockstrap style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though no, it's beautiful. But even though he does it, he's still active. Like he's still making transitions and then getting up and pumping them. Mm-hmm. That's sort yeah. of a, a sort of a sort of beauty in Khabib's wrestling. A lot of people, especially heavyweights, if they know someone's tired, they're just gonna sort of sit on them. Mm-hmm. You won't see that with Khabib and like a lot of wrestlers. That's what I like about that sort of style of it so i'll give it to kabibs the people who say kabib is boring they're, they're not really fucking no i don't think they're really watching it yeah it's just it's the same people that say kabib's boring. i mean kabib's got kabib's bringing in the numbers you know yeah dude same pe- the same people that say he's boring are watching him so yeah he's the reason we have to know. watch his shit at 5 a.m i think he's gotten to the point now where he's going to be exciting to watch regardless if he if he lays out a boring five rounds of of wrestling because people he's 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 undefeated to such a high level now that mma has never seen before people are just going to start to watch just because they want to see that person that can beat him yeah you know it's people people want to tune in to watch him lose yeah because he's undefeated and a lot of fans are making narratives and excuses for, for how, how it, he can lose. Even though, even though people are still going to think it's boring, they're still going to watch. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. You know, you know what I think Khabib did with it? Oh, fuck. Oh, before we... This is for this episode. This whole episode has been Tangent City. We're just fucking going all over the place. It's fucking... It's 1 a.m. <laughs> it's fucking with my mind. But... um. Yeah. So the one thing, the one thing with Khabib is I think that Ally Quinna fight actually secured his longevity selling to some of the true fans because mm-hmm. people saw that he was kind of he wasn't really on that fight and now people think like could he just be shit you know what i mean like could mm-hmm. he just be shit in this day or, or like not shit oh, that was fuck not not shit but like could he just be like in the stand-up department could he not be as decorated as someone like a gaichi or you know what i mean mm-hmm. But whereas like we don't know that because he said like and he even said he wanted to stretch it out to five rounds to do like some sort of amazing fight but i don't i don't know anyway back to before we get to kabib we got one more Mm -hmm. fucking shining star in the form i'm interested i'm in i'm interested to see what your prediction is on whittaker and kennedy my transitions are terrible in this episode I was just mm. gonna. I was thinking of doing a segue. I think I was thinking about just fucking just doing this one. 
There's there's no way I can go I against Whitaker. There's no one. There's no way yeah. I can go against Whitaker. And even if I wanted to go against Whitaker, I still couldn't in this fight. And I think a lot of people that are fucking really bigging up Kennedy, it's like yeah, I, I understand. And he's a great fighter. He's top of the top. And I would have, lo- you know, I would have loved to see the Till and Kennedy fight. Um, I think that provided more um, options for a, a more entertaining fight. Um, mm-hmm. I think Kennedy is good. Obviously, he's gone from heavyweight to light heavyweight to middleweight, which is pretty amazing. Um, yeah. And he obviously looked, he's, he's where he's meant to be at middleweight. It's not like when Rumble Johnson went down and he got down to welterweight and he just looked like he looked terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, he looks great at this weight. And at the end of the day, he does. He is good and he's a big power hitter. And Whitaker's got to be careful of that. But. Mm-hmm. This is a three-round fight, and that's the confusing mm-hmm. thing, I think, for Whitaker. That's the thing. Whitaker's he... only been in his last four fights have been um, five rounders. I I, yeah. I think for Whitaker's sake, that only works to his advantage. Me too. Me too. A lot of people are saying it works to a disadvantage, and they were just saying that in the media live no. stream, and he, and he was like, I don't know. I don't reckon. How. I don't know how he's like, he's like, he's like, I don't know how that would work to my disadvantage. You know, I've been through more of it. I've been through five ground wars with Yo Romero. Like, I think, and this, I've, I've seen, I've heard this in a lot of interviews and, and, you know, a, a lot of different sources A fighter's greatest fear is not jumping in the cage and punching on, not jumping in the cage and fighting. A fighter's greatest fear is exhaustion. Yeah. is am I going to make it without getting too exhausted? You know, yeah. because it's, you know, to, to a lot of people that have never fought before, it's very strenuous and it's very exhausting. I mean, you and I wrestle on the carpet for two minutes and we're both <laughs> fucked, you know, and and taking your body to, to those extremities and, and, and pushing yourself that hard, that's the fighter's greatest fear is exhaustion. And it might not make complete sense in the context that we're talking about, but you know, for Whitaker to only be fighting fucking killers in title fights for five rounds. And now he gets a three, a three round fight. It's kind of like a bit of a holiday for him. He's going to come in a lot less scared. This is my opinion and a lot less feared because he knows he's only going for three rounds. Yeah. He might push harder. He might up the tempo a bit, but he knows he's only going in there for three. Yeah. I think he's going to, I think he's going to – I just think he's going to outpoint Jared Kennedy. I think it's going to be a decision victory for Rob Whittinger. Mm. I think I, – like, I know he's the kind of person to actually search for those big shots, but I just think it's going to play to the point where he's just – he's just going to – Has Kennedy, him in the has Kennedy yeah. been – has Kennedy been finished? Not at middleweight, but he did – I don't um, even think he got finished very often at heavyweight. I he's only he lost two. Let me check real quick. I'm pretty sure because obviously, generally when you have people that are in heavyweight, um, they go down for a reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, because so sure, they're getting finished. Well, it's just like, just in the point, like people try and find. <laughs> what it's well, pretty much what yeah. I'm saying. Like I'm not trying to be a, I'm not trying to be a dick, but like mm. when you, it's like at middleweight when all the all the boys that were getting a loss at middleweight, they all try to jump up to light heavyweight, and they didn't really have much success. It's a fresh coat of paint. Yeah. It's exactly what Darren Till did. You know, Darren Till was, was on that losing streak at welterweight and he went up to middleweight and he got a fresh coat of paint. Yeah. yeah Edson yeah. Mabosa's done it. Jose Aldo's done it. You know, and that, right. they both weren't doing too well in their particular weight class. They changed weight class and boom, they're, they're, they're right back up in the mix with a fresh coat of paint. So in 2015, he got, he got KO'd by Sean Jordan. Um, in he lost to Glover by decision. He lost to Yarn by decision, and he lost to Dominic Reyes by TKO. Oh, Dominic Reyes TKO. Okay, yeah, that's right. I was trying to remember because yeah. I know Dominic Reyes had some pretty like um some flashy knocks, some flashy TKOs, and I was like trying to remember. Yeah, because he knocked out some big names, and yeah, Jared Kennedy was one of them. So, and then he lost in 2020 by KO to Whitaker, huh? Yeah. Uh, that's that's going to happen. I don't think he's going to KO yeah. him. I think he's going to get outpointed. I think he's going to get outpointed. Um, mm. But yeah. Uh, look, we'll see what happens. Kennedy can land the shot. And this is another, this is one of those round one fucking mm-hmm. paying underdogs. 
Oh, sorry. Wait, no, no. This is the crazy thing about this because Jared Kennedy is the favorite in this fight. Yeah. Like. Which is what odd. Are, what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing? It's very weird. Which is odd. It's even money. I don't understand why, like, these KOs are that. Yeah, like, but Kennedy is an edged favorite, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but after the Till fight, I think that should have put people on notice in a sense to see, like, that Robert Whittaker still had it and he still had it back and he had that one mm-hmm. loss and he's still championship caliber talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Maybe we're just biased. Maybe we just tune into Amer- maybe the American version of us are just fucking. <laughs> it's it's very it's very hard um it's very hard predicting a Whitaker fight because yeah like you said our hearts both are there for Whitaker and I'm rooting I'm rooting for Whitaker and I I really don't want to sit here and fucking call this fight with you because I no, really no, just no. want Whitaker to win but yeah. part of me thinks you know have you asked Kevin? Asked <laughs> Kevin. Ke- Shout out to Kevin Sheridan. Kevin Sheridan reckons he's going to get Fetty's teeth or whatever he said. Fetty's grits. He's going to get Fetty's, Fetty's grits. grits. <laughs> and you oh know, when God. Kevin said, I thought about it, I thought about it, I'm like, oh, look, it can happen. It can happen. I, I tend to agree with you. I think it could be a decision considering it's a three-round fight. Yeah. Um, I just really want Whitaker to win. Yeah, I no, think Whitaker. I think Whitaker is the better fighter. I th- yeah, I I'm think not trying, he is. He's he's definitely a better fighter. I, I in my opinion, I'm just to me it's like yeah, Jared Kennedy has got some knockouts and he's shown some pretty awesome striking, but to me it's like for Rob Whitaker to go in and just do that big standoff with Darren Till, who's one of the most legit strikers, you know, who also who pretty much who. Pretty much beat Gaslam by decision as well. Like this is MMA math here, but like, just theoretically, like he went up, showed up Darren Till, and Darren Till I definitely think has the striking potential to end end the attributes to give Adesanya a good run as well. So like to me, yeah, I, I look at Whitaker as like right up there and just losing that fight. You know, Darren Till's got a lot of different tools. He's one of the most decorated yeah. strikers in in the in the UFC. Period. Yeah, you got and you, you got to remember, I mean? like for someone who's like that sort of, who's got that sort of rangy sort of style, for Whitaker mm-hmm. to come in there and then go five rounds out striking him, that's insane. That's almost like mm-hmm. the Vol- it's almost like the Volkanovski sort of, the first mm-hmm. time Volkanovski fought Max. Like Volkanovski looks like look at Volkanovski in there and then look at Max. Like how did Volkanovski mm-hmm. do that? It's us Australians, we just fuck it, we just do it different. We I don't do. know what it is. We're just fucking game for a fight. So yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's go. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be with you again on that one. I think Whitaker gets it done. I think Whitaker gets it done by decision. What's your What's your official prediction? <laughs> I think Whitaker. I think Whitaker gets a round two KO. Yeah, well, I I think we should leave it at one case bet per show. So we'll leave it at that because it's the same yeah. outcome. Yeah, I, I'm tending to agree with you. I think we've, we're agreeing on most fights in the main card on this one. Seems yeah, to be, yeah, the yeah. next one's going to be interesting. But I think um, I think Whitaker, yeah, points, maybe KO, but you're probably right on points. All right, so we'll, we'll leave it at that. We've got a 28-0 Habib Nurmagomedov um, from Dagestan fighting a 22-2. and Fuck. I better not get that wrong. Yeah. 22 and 2. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, 22 and 2, Justin Gaethje with new coach Trevor Whitman um, coming off a win from beating Tony Ferguson, who most people said Tony Ferguson. Yep, 22 and 2. Look at this guy. Um, most people said Tony Ferguson would have given Khabib a good fucking run for his money, and most people would have picked Tony Ferguson to actually have the tools to beat Khabib. Now we have mm-hmm. Justin Gaethje, who's in a very different, is it sort of a bit of a different skill set? This is this is the thing, right? Is Gaethje? I don't I don't want to sound offensive to Gaethje, so the wrong thing here. But Gaethje was not meant. Gaethje was not meant to win, you know, against Ferguson. That surprised the whole world, and I yeah. don't even think Gaethje. I don't even think Gaethje thought he was going to beat Ferguson either. I think as the fight progressed, he got more confident. What are you talking about? Dude, what do you mean he didn't think he's going to... He wouldn't be in there if he didn't think he's going to win. 
I he came he came out slow. I just uh, it was just it was something that surprised everyone. And yeah, I yeah. think I think at that at this point, you know, Gaethje was never meant to be there, but now Gaethje's seen as the guy that can do it with the wrestling and this and that, even though he doesn't use his wrestling. Yeah, but I don't think it's an easy sort of fight to break down the X's and O's. No, it's not an easy. It's a very hard fight. It's a very very hard fight just because you look at Khabib's performances and you look at the people that he's versed and then then you look at the people that he's fought you look at everything that's going on going into this fight and then you look at Justin Gaethje who is almost unrecognizable from those last two losses from those last two losses onwards he's almost unrecognizable as a fighter in a sense he's so composed it's like he's got the lightning and he's just put it in a bottle and he's just really thought about his striking in a completely different way complete striking overhaul and just came out composed. And I think that's what shook Tony Ferguson a bit too. I think Tony Ferguson was in a place where he might, he may have thought that Justin was going to be a bit more brawly and he might've been able to get a good counter shot or he might've just been able to go into a brawl with him, but coming out. Oh, composed, I, thought, I thought we'll break, I thought we'll break him down the Khabib engagement. No, we, fight. We, we, we are, we are, but I'm, but I'm trying to get to the yeah. point. I'm trying to get to the point where, you know, that lightning in a bottle is unpredictable composed Gaethje is quite scary in a lot of ways because I think a composed Gaethje is definitely going to be able to catch Khabib in a certain few amount of times. And it seems like with Gaethje actually being held back like here and throwing his shots uh, and catching people in with the hook, they're way more powerful than the 30 punches he throws in like a random array. You know what I mean? So I think it's definitely a... (laughs) Are you showering me with popcorn? What are you doing? What's that popcorn? Just having oh, some nuts. Oh, there you go. I can, um, is that Nobby's? Mm-hmm. Look at this. Shout out. You ever tried these? They're fucking delicious, bro. Why am I showing bacon bites when we're breaking down like a bib fight? How fucking not halal is this? <laughs> All right, anyway. Um, a composed game... <laughs> A composed Gaethje is very scary for Khabib. However, this is my official prediction. I'm just going to lay it out there because there's so many things I could talk. I could talk about this fight for fucking 30 minutes, trying to figure out what's going to mm-hmm. happen, but it's not mm-hmm. going to happen. So here's, here's what I think is the closest thing to happen. And then I get to give my breakdown. Yes, you do. Justin Gaethje will win a round in some people's eyes. He will win a round mm-hmm. in this fight. I believe that will happen. Justin Gaethje will hurt Khabib. Um, but if he actually gets to a point where he can finish Khabib, it's not going to be a straight KO finish. It's going to be a TKO fucking slurry with a lot of punches after he's landed a good shot. Now, mm-hmm. my opinion is, I think we're going to see, I think that the whole mystique with Khabib is that Khabib hasn't had to use, hasn't been in danger before, ridiculously in his career, and he hasn't had to use a lot of the tools mm-hmm. that we've seen. He's had to use a, like the Khabib style and just he's been able to steamroll everyone. So mm-hmm. I think we might see something from Khabib that surprises us also. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, if I had to choose a winner, I'm going to give Justin Gaethje two rounds with a bit of excitement and I'm going to say Khabib's going to get it done by decision. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my, that's my pick. Khabib by decision. The floor is yours. You're right. Um, no, hundred percent. Look, I've watched interviews now, like a lot of different interviews and, and breaking down the fights. And I came to the conclusion, I mean, in all honesty, look, Khabib, Khabib always fights the same way. Yeah, we might see some interesting shit from Khabib, but he generally fights the same way. He's got his game plan every time and it's move forward, back you up to the fence and then start the takedown. He only ever starts the takedown once he's pushed up against the fence. That's his style of wrestling. And that's where he's the most effective. You'll never, I've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen Khabib take someone down a shoot from the middle of the octagon. That's not his style. His style is move forward, push up against the fence, take you down. 
Justin Gaethje, I've watched an interview of him. He's aware of that. So thank God, Justin Gaethje, he knows that that's, <laughs> that's, they're the things to avoid. I think I watched an interview. It's like, what, you know, what are you going to avoid? He's like, not get pushed up against his fence and get taken down. Yeah. And yeah. there's a lot of question about Justin Gaethje's wrestling. And, and I, I think, you know, Khabib's a better wrestler. He's Sombo. He's been using his wrestling in fights. Whereas Justin Gaethje hasn't been using his wrestling in fights. But that it in no means it means he's not a good defensive wrestler. He uses his wrestling defense in every fight and he's damn good at it. And that shows he's never been taken down in his career. And I, I listened to some stat that he's only spent in his entire career eighteen seconds on his back. Yeah, and I think that often. was technically from a knock knockdown. You know, not yeah. yeah. yeah well, that's what we we're, that's what we're <laughs> talking about before, and I, I I agree with you. I think after he's stat from eighteen seconds on his back, after this fight is going to go up to, you know, four hundred seconds on his back. It, I it think will he's be. Gonna, I think he's going to spend about seventy percent of the fight on his back. It will be. It'll be tripled. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> Maybe in the first round. So yeah, it'll be tripled. That, that's about that's about fifty seconds. That's what I'm just saying. In the first round, yeah. Like it'll Look, be tripled. There's the guarantee for triple. And it's interesting to watch wrestlers because, you know, he's not a grappler as such. He's not grappling heavy. He's, he's only really fought jujitsu guys and strikers. Um, you know, so when he does get taken down, he's, he, he will probably, he, he's going to do what a wrestler would do, which would give you, you know, you, you're told not to give up your back. Mm. He's probably going to, he's probably going to give up his back. He'll do what a wrestler does, an all-American wrestler. He'll turn, he'll get on his knees, he'll shift his hips and he'll stand up. Yeah, and that's how he'll get up from Khabib. Khabib's never faced anyone that's going to get up like that. Khabib's really good at holding people down. But I was watching another interview. I was watching. So I was, I was watching an interview on Khabib, and you know they said to Khabib, "What's his game plan?" And he was pretty much like, "Shoot, and if yeah. it doesn't work, I shoot. I shoot again, yeah, and I yeah, keep yeah. shooting until I get him down and I smash this guy." Yeah, Just the same doesn't. thing I do with the same thing I do with every other fight. Then I watched an interview on Gaethje and Gaethje said I need to land four leg kicks and everyone's yeah, sort yeah. Of like you know four leg kicks and you know what I'd listen to it and I I tend to agree with Gaethje if Gaethje can land four leg kicks sorry that was my battery on did I go oh, yeah. if if I can and he said if I can land four leg kicks in the right place and I tend to agree with him it's going to change the whole dynamic of the fight because Khabib moves forward. This is what yeah. he does. He moves forward. He doesn't, he doesn't move backwards, and he doesn't know how to stand still. Yeah, yeah, he, only yeah. moves, he only moves forward. So he moves forward. Justin Gaethje can get these leg kicks in, which, honestly, I probably agree with you. He probably is not going to be able to. But mm. if he does, it's, it's going to stop a lot of that forward momentum. And Khabib's going to really struggle to to get in it's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna change the dynamic dynamic of the fight and i mean it's i i don't see i don't see khabib switching stances i, I don't think that's an option for khabib but if his front leg is chewed up it's going to slow down the pace and you know the one thing that khabib has that everyone is shocked of when they fight khabib is the crazy pace that khabib brings he brings his pace there's only been on a few other people that have done it like gsp you know the you know the, it's this crazy pace that Khabib brings, if Justin Gaethje can slow it down, it will change the fight. No doubt. I agree with Gaethje. Whether he can or not is a different question. No one's been able to. Everyone's come in with different game plans with Khabib and no one's succeeded to date. Mm. And it's probably gonna it's probably gonna end up in just Justin Gaethje spending a lot of time on his back. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. So to me, that's why I sort of said I, th I believe it's easy to break down is it's going to go one of two ways. It's going to go like the rest of Khabib's fights have gone, push him up, get the takedown, maul him for half a round, reset. Maybe oh. Kirk H might get some exciting rounds and striking, but the outcome's going to be the same towards the end of the round. Gets taken down, fucking beaten up. Yeah. Unless Gaethje can slow Khabib down by getting these leg kicks in, slow him down. Then it just changes everything. Khabib might stop shooting, you know, and it might end up like the Alaquina fight. Might end yeah. up being a striking match, and then Justin Gaethje could get this crazy KO. One thing about Gaethje is he he doesn't wilt up. 
Yeah. He doesn't wilter, and that's showed his whole career. He's only been his only two losses have been KOs by fucking Eddie Alvarez by a knee, that pretty much sent his face to another planet. So yeah. he had no choice but to wilter. I know. And then Dustin Poirier did the same similar thing. Justin Gaethje is a beast. He's not going to wilter. No, well, so this is what's going to. Thank mm. fuck he lost. Yeah. Thank fuck he lost. Mm-hmm. Because this is this is the guy that could beat Khabib. The other dude, I don't think he would have beaten Khabib. Like, you know what I mean? That's just how I feel yeah. about it. That's sort of my Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm, the, the more that it leads up to it, I think I'm more excited. For, listening to what Justin Gaethje interviews, I'm, I think I'm more excited for this fight than the Ferguson fight in certain ways. You know, I've yeah. always wanted to see that match up. And I always used to say to you that I thought Tony was the guy that could do it. But certain parts of me think that Gagey can do anyone. Anyone can be beat. Anyone can be beat. Khabib yeah. can be beat. There's, yeah. there's a, there's a kryptonite. For sure. And every, as this is the exciting part of the thing about this sport is if Gagey, Gagey's right. He can change this fight if he does certain sure. and, and sticks to a certain game plan. It's just, can he do it? Cause no one's been able to do it yet. You need so. to have someone with the, you need to have someone with that power that Gaethje has. And then you also need to have someone with the, um, with the speed that he has as well. And I think he's got those two like attributes in a way he's combined them in this new evolution of Justin Gaethje, which is sort of so scary as a counter striker. And as someone, if someone is prepared to try and take that option, that's what he's going to be doing to, to push him up against the fence. I think if he can land mm-hmm. those few leg kicks before that, exactly, that's exactly right. And like this, yeah. the coach he has now, he's this coach, every coach, especially a high level coach, especially someone like Trevor Whitman, have been fantasizing in their head of a game plan. This that he could be, could yeah. Be, yeah. Or to be Chandler's John Jones. got one. Everyone's got one. Yeah. Everyone's got one. Chandler's just, have you just seen Chandler on the embedders? No. Nah. He's just like running around in a car park waiting to be quarantined. He's like, I'm just waiting for a moment. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there just hoping for the best. Like, he's, yeah. flying. he's flying to the Middle East just to, I would do it too, to get that powerful, shot. The, the powerful thing about this is, well, is me, you know, reinforcing the fact Khabib can be beat. You know, we're all human. He can be beaten. He's just, he's only ever lost that one round to Connor in his career. And at the moment to, to, to us as an audience, he, he just, he perceives himself as this guy that is just unstoppable. He can't be beat. You're, you're going to get taken down. You're going to get more, but there's, there's a way to do it. And the strong thing about Justin Gaethje is just, I could tell in his voice when I was watching this interview, he believes you could tell that he believes that's what he needs to do and he believes that he can do it. Yeah. And I think that's the mentality that any fighter needs to have when they're fighting someone like Khabib. Yeah. yeah. And I, Khabib doesn't ever, you know, have, he doesn't get those matches often because I think everyone sort of steps in the cage with Khabib and it's the same with this Cam's at Chimaev now is they just fucking think that they're doomed. I know, <laughs> you know? I know, they literally do. I think that's the, that's the mistake around Khabib is because of that record. He just, people get shocked yeah. when they're in there and when it's happening to them, they're like, holy shit. That's the thing is like, mm-hmm. is Justin Gaethje just going to suffer from a different kind of power? Him being in that situation is the issue going to be that if he's in that situation, he's on his back, he's only been there for 18 seconds. So is the issue going to be that he's never been there? And he's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. In a cage. You know what I mean? That could be another thing as well. That could play yeah. with disadvantage. So it's very, it's very interesting because you know he trains with like Usman. Yeah. You you just have to assume that he gets taken down. <laughs> like you yeah, have to assume in trading yeah. with someone like Usman who's heavier and stronger that he gets taken down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just I I don't know how Khabib's going to go holding him there because it's a completely different style of fighter. What do you do if you're he Usman, may- man? Like, Usman's management team is with Khabib, but you're training with Justin Gaethje, you know what I mean? Training's always yeah. better than management, I guess. But I could or I could almost bet, and I'd put a case on this, that Justin, we all know he's going to get taken down. Yeah. At some point, he's getting taken down. That's inevitable. Um, he'll land the leg kicks. He'll, he, you know, I think he's going to get back up straight away after he gets taken down. 
yeah. and then continue continue to maybe do these leg kicks. But he's de- he's getting he's getting taken down. Like he's getting taken yeah, down yeah, in the first yeah. round. Yeah. What I'm excited to see is how he gets back up. Yeah, I think he'll. I think I think he'll turn. I think he'll give up his back. I think he'll do it straight away, and that's that's normal in wrestling. Jiu-jitsu guys will tell you never do that, but I think he'll give his back up and he'll he'll just stand up. Yeah, he'll get on all fours on his knees and he'll stand up. All right, so It'll be got, interesting to see. So we've got. So yeah, so your idea was Gaethje stops the forward pressure, and then you've also got fucking Khabib. Um, could be taking him down and just make it the same as every other fight. But what we need now is an official Peter Walsh prediction for this fight. An official clear cut one, not two. One. Here we go. Shoot it. Let's go. Uh, my fight breakdown. Round one. Round one. Gaethje lands a couple of leg kicks, maybe one, possibly one. Gets taken down. I think he gets back up straight away. I think they continue to trade for a bit. I think he gets taken down again. I think he gets up again. And then I think he might land a second leg kick in that round. And then I think it, dra- it goes into the second round. I don't think it's going to... My prediction is not going to go the distance. I I think... Oh, gosh. You know what? I'm going to go with Gaethje. <laughs> I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Gaethje. I'm going to go with Gaethje on this one. I would never put a case on this. But I'm gonna no. go with Gaethje. That's right. We got a case on the. <laughs> we got a case on a prelim fight. <laughs> and you know this this whole week, and you know my money's probably gonna be on Khabib. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I am most certainly putting a bet in for a round three, KO by Gaethje. Yeah, I always thought because I was gonna. I didn't actually say this. If just if Justin Gaethje finishes him, my mind it's round four, TKO, mm-hmm. or round three. In that in that ballpark, I think a lot of people are feeling that the same way. It's going to take a mm-hmm. good with the takedown pressure and everything else. Can take a good two or three rounds for Justin yeah. to get done. Yeah, he does. He does. But at three dollars thirty-five, that's a fucking. It's not a bad bet. What's the round? What's the round three KO pain? Oh man, let me just put the rest of my account on gonna, it now. I got to do uh, my prediction. $15. Yeah, okay. Let's go. Method and round combo. TK round three for Gaethje. $21. I'll put, I'll, put, I'll put 10 bucks on it. Do it. Fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Send it. In the glorious mm-hmm. words of John Hutchins, send it. Um, mm-hmm. Justin Gaethje, KOTK is paying $11. And Khabib KOTKO in round one is paying nineteen, so that's well, yeah. that's an interesting one as well when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Because um, the odds makers have really the odds makers have really got this fight to go the distance, don't they? Um, let's, yeah, well, I yeah, I would say so. Um, mm. Khabib, um, no, okay, that's interesting. So, the most favourable outcome is Khabib by submission. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. He, well, he has subbed his last two or three opponents. Yeah. He subbed Poirier. And, and he subbed Connor. And then I think he subbed the one before who was... Um, someone. Who was before? Yeah. Um, Poirier, Connor, and... No, the the one before that was Al, I think. Mm. Al went the distance. Al wasn't before. Jeez, look at this. He fought someone after Al. I'm positive. This is what happens when you do a podcast at fucking 2 a.m. Go fucking Get his sure dog up. It Shout out to sure dog. Shout out to sure dog. <laughs> If you need anything, suredog.com. <laughs> They're the best, man. Okay, so now Al was before that. Oh, okay. Just, yeah, My bad. Connor, Al. Right, sorry. Sorry for wasting everyone's time. Barbosa. You know what's good about this, though? This isn't in that same building as the uh, fucking, you know, the Abu Dhabi building, the first one they did, where 
it was like a hundred degrees when Poria came out and fucking oh, yeah. came out. Like yeah, yeah. That kind of makes a difference, a little bit of a difference at least. I mean, who's to know what how that played in the fight, but and Joe Rogan texted Dominic Cruz. He's like, what's the weather like? Dominic Cruz is like, it's fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that on a Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> Joe Rogan was doing a podcast and he was live doing a podcast. Because, you know, he does a podcast and they watch the fights. Yeah, yeah. And then Dominic Cruz was at the table commentating and he messaged yeah. Dominic Cruz. Yes, and Dominic yeah, Cruz wrote, Dominic Cr- Cruz fucking replied during the fight going fucking hot. speaking of um speaking of podcasts so there's um like you know you know the schmo the schmo he's very Mm -hmm. popular of course he's fucking he has his podcast now and is going super successful but anyway he did an interview last um or last fight last actually i think i've I've seen it and he's got like the asian wife yeah helen yee helen yee Yeah, yeah 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 But um, she she's a reporter for um, oh, fuck, I'm not sure. Anyway, um, yeah, he did an interview with Brian Ortega, fucking, and Brian like this was right before he cut off his hair, so while he was cutting weight, and it was very very perplexing, and it, it was strange, man. Like, so Ortega's Ortega's like sitting there and they're interviewing. He's interviewing him, and Schmo's just doing his like regular shtick. He's like, he's like, I'm the Schmo with the pro or the shit like that, all that stuff. Anyway, fucking dude, if I got into journalism, fucking five years ago, uh, I, I would, I would try and do something like the Schmo. I'm fucking mm-hmm. so, I'm jealous of him. I'm, I literally admire mm-hmm. that man. He's incredible. Anyway, yeah. the point is, that's what it, you need a gig. You, you need, need a whole gig. persona. You need a gig. You I know, realize that. But he, and um, that's that's what he does. But he was doing that gig and Brian Ortega is just like looking at him. Like he's just looking over at him and he's like trying to get him to stare him in the eyes. He's like, look at me in the eyes and shit. Like, and he's like, mm. he's putting his arm around his neck, the whole interview. Like he's like clenching his arm up. Like he's sort of sizing him up to fight him. Yeah. It was real weird. <laughs> eh? And like, and Schmo's like, I know what you're doing. You're sizing me up. Like I'm, he's like, anyway, bring you, he's your coach. And like Schmo wasn't backing down. And then the coach came over and the coach is like making fun of Schmo for what he's wearing. You got to see yeah, this, right. man. It's like a four minute interview. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then like Schmo's talking about basketball. And then he said, who do you think's better? LeBron James or Kobe Bryant? And he's like, Kobe Bryant. And he's like, and Schmo's like, Kobe Bryant's the second best player after Michael Jordan. And then, because Brian will take us like a hood LA guy. He's like sitting there. Yeah. He's got his hand, arm over him. He's like, you said that in LA, you'll be dead. And then he told him he's going to rob him for his bracelet on the interview. Pretty much. It was real weird. It was real weird, man. You've got to see this. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. Send, 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 send the link up. Send the link up after this. <laughs> I will. I'll send it up. Anyway, we'll wrap on that one. But I'm just, I really, my opinions on Brian Ortega have changed after this. I don't know what to feel. Yeah, you he's know. pretty gangster. Eh? He's, a bit of a, he's a bit of a hood rat. A bit of a hood rant. Anyway, um, thanks for tuning in, guys. We appreciate it so much. Thank you for being here, Peter, um, giving you a breakdown and predictions. Um, we're going to be doing a lot more. Give us a like and subscribe on YouTube. Fucking elbow that like and su- fucking 12 to 6 elbow that like and subscribe button. And um, we're also going to be starting up some Patreon soon for some bonus content. So that should be a, a lot of fun. But uh, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Long one, good one. A bit of a delirious one at 3 in the morning. But... um. Yeah, thank you so much. We're out. Don't have it any other way. Love you, brother. Love you.